Hello and welcome to the Equine Physio and Rehab podcast. My name is Dr Gillian Tabor. I'm a chartered physiotherapist and I specialise in the treatment and rehabilitation of horses. In this podcast, I want to talk to you through some of my thoughts about what your horse should be wearing when you're doing in-hand work or ground work or even thinking about lunging them. There's quite a lot of discussion on social media and some of the sort of points put across are very strong uh, in opinion one way or another and I thought it'd be quite good to go through the various options just to give you a bit of support if you're trying to decide what your horse should be wearing um, and uh, you know what you might need to buy. So I'm specifically talking about what the horse would wear on its head um, because that's our first consideration when we're thinking about doing some in-hand and ground work. So we've got a few options. We're going to talk about the head collar, going to talk about a rope halter, a bridle and then the caverson. So firstly, the head collar, most of us have them um, in the UK. They're usually a sort of flat webbing strap or maybe leather. And uh, we use them all the time for bringing our horses in and out of the field and tying them up. And they're a bit of kit that we all have around us. When I see some of them that are available for sale now, they have sort of big fleecy bits, sheepskin wrapped around them, or maybe some sort of gel padding or memory foam underneath them to theoretically make them more comfortable. The only problem that you have when you've got nice wide straps is that the pressure is spread over that big area. And that means that if you want to provide a sort of clear signal to your horse, or perhaps the horse is, you know, for want of a better word, trying to run off um, with you, then that wide strap with its low pressure per sort of centimetre area makes it very, very difficult for you to apply any kind of force if you need to, to direct them. Now, I'm not talking to you if you have already trained light aids and your horse responds to perhaps voice commands very effectively. But for a lot of horse owners, you know, their horses are fairly um, decisive about they want to sort of disappear off into one direction. And um, if you've got that problem, then having a nice flat, wide or fluffy padded head collar makes your job very, very difficult when you are trying to control the direction and the speed at which your horse goes. So head collar is useful for, you know, around the yard kind of things, but um, perhaps not so good for in-hand work. But if it's the only thing you've got, I'd rather that you did in-hand work in a head collar than not do any in-hand work at all. Now, I'm going to talk about the rope halter. These are obviously a lot smaller. The contact area is therefore um, thinner on the horse's head. And if you apply a strong pressure to them, you can then increase the force that is applied on your horse's face to quite a high extent. Now, some of these rope head collars actually have metal bits in them to focus that pressure area. And I really am not keen on those uh, because you shouldn't need to apply force to in that sort of high uh, amount. But if you're trying to direct the direction of your horse or control the speed of your horse, you will have to use less pressure to um, affect you know, the, the pressure on the horse's head, which might be better. It's also quite useful if you've got a horse that just runs into the pressure with a head collar and you can't stop them and they are unsafe, then using a rope halter is often uh, you know, a, a sensible option and so that you can have a little bit of control. The only thing with rope halters when you're using them for in-hand and groundwork is that they are 
you know, put on quite lightly and loosely. And that can mean that if, say, you're going around in a circle with them, then they can swivel around and the rope on the side of the face can then sometimes be uh, moved across the eye of the horse which obviously isn't a very good idea at all and I have seen some people that have struggled to uh, close them the knot them effectively and then they slide and they come undone or they come loose and then you end up with a noseband right sort of around the nostrils of the horse so if you have got one make sure you know how to tie it up properly and uh, yeah be careful with the amount of pressure that you put on them and the thing with both the head collar and the rope halter is that the clip to the lead rein is underneath the chin, which actually is a disadvantage if you want your horse to turn around on a circle. If you're taking them out for in-hand walks or for leads, then it is the ideal place if you need to apply a slowing or a stop aid through the head collar. Um, but yeah, on a circle, it's a little bit more challenging. One thing you can do with a head collar is you can unclip the lead rope and you can put it on the little connector between the noseband and the cheek pieces on the side and therefore the rope comes off the side which can be a little bit more uh, helpful. But with the rope head collars sometimes the rope is actually integral to it so you can't do that or there's nowhere to connect it to on the side. The problem with some of the rope head collars as well if it's not integral then the actual buckle on the clip can be quite chunky. Uh, and that can knock against the horse's underside of their jaw, which isn't very good. The reason I say about the direction not being helpful for going on circles is that you want your horse's front of their face to turn when they are turning on a circle. So it turns in the direction that they are moving. That means that their cheekbone, their mandible, tucks in and then they get bend in the upper cervical spine, which we call pole flexion. And then the rest of the body follows that line. So it's more of a true or a correct lateral bend throughout the whole body if the front of the face turns. But if you've got the rope on the underside of the chin and you pull on that, then what can happen is the underside of the chin comes towards you, which means that the face or the nose turns outwards. And then you've got a sort of kink in the upper cervical spine at the top of the neck and you don't get correct bend all the way through the body. So this is why using a caverson is actually my preferred choice because you have the connection on the front of the nose. So that means that you can control the upper cervical bend, the lateral pole flexion, and therefore influence the rest of the body in a much easier way. The other thing with a caverson is they normally fit quite snugly around the horse's head and that means then that when you um, turn them then you, not, you haven't got this twisting problem like you might have with a rope halter. Some of the modern caversons that you can get in the UK are based more on the show Iberian halter, um, caverson rather, and they are quite lightweight. Some of them have got a sort of metal chain on the nose piece, which is wrapped in leather. Now, the idea that it's, you know, called a chain sometimes sounds a little bit sort of excessive uh, and you can get flat leather ones. Um, but the idea with that is that it can mould around the horse's nose and you're not using the chain to apply a huge amount of pressure because it's covered in leather. And then you have the link on the front of the nose and that is where you attach your lead rope. So if you're doing in hand work, ground work or lunging and you're asking your horse to bend, then the optimal choice is the caverson.
The other point with a cavasin is often they have a pair of rings to either side of the central ring, which means that you can do short or long reining, and um, then that's quite useful if you don't want to use a bit. There are some bridles that provide a central ring on the noseband. One of them is the Micklum bridle, and that can be used with a bit or without a bit, which is quite useful as well. So that's a multi-purpose um, bit of equipment, but they can be more expensive and not available everywhere. In the UK, traditionally, for um, our lunging, we had quite heavy and chunky cavessons that were uh, metal parts that had the links of them and then they had padding that was strapped underneath them. And those are very heavy and very clunky and very difficult to sit in the um, sort of neutral position on the front of the face. So um, if you have an option to buy a lightweight cavesson, then that would be better than the sort of traditional heavier one. Just be wary if they're a, they are called a serreta, which is a Spanish name, because some of those have got quite a heavy fixed nose, nose piece. And shockingly, some of them actually have a tooth inside to their nose piece, which is certainly something that you don't want. Uh, the cavasin isn't so useful if you're leading your horse out and about and you need to use rein pressure to ask them to slow or stop because as you turn, uh, as you apply the pressure, you turn the nose and then the body will move out. What you can do is if you want to use your cavasin for leading out is you can connect either side of the uh, side rings to underneath the jaw and then collect your lead rein underneath. So the other option is if you haven't got a cavasin is then perhaps you could use your bridle, either bitted or bitless. And um, if you've got two reins, that can add to a little bit of uh, cumbersomeness in your hands. So you might want to use a coupling if you're doing leading. And that's a little link that connects from the left and right bit ring and then has a loop in the middle for you to collect your, connect your lead rein to. And that can be really useful for in-hand walking. If you're lunging, there are various options as to where you can uh, and how you can attach the lunge rein to a bridle, which I'll cover in another podcast. Um, but you do have the same issue if the lead rein is underneath the chin as you do with the head collar or the rope halter. So you have to consider very carefully as to where you're um, actually connecting that lead rein. However, if you are looking to advance your in-hand work, then actually having two reins onto a bit or onto the side of a bitless bridle can be quite useful because you can control the outside shoulder and the amount of uh, bend through the neck region. Uh, so that allows you to progress your, say, your shoulder in or your quarters in or your half pass with the two reins. And that is also quite a nice stepping stone to you being on board and doing your rhythm work with two reins rather than um, going directly from you know, perhaps using a cavasin with a single rein in front to your ridden work. So it's quite a nice sort of intermediary stage. But if you haven't got anything other than a head collar, then please use that. Use a rope head collar judiciously. Make sure you're not applying too much pressure. And for the head collar and the halter, rope halter, just remember where that rope pressure is coming from and the direction and does your horse have true correct inside bend and uh, just to reiterate my personal choice is the cavasin for all in hand and ground work and um, you can find them online for about sort of 50 or 60 pounds leather ones so they're they're not as expensive as a bridle and they are a very useful bit of kit 
But as ever, if you have any questions or any feedback, then do please let me know. If you're enjoying my podcast, I'd really appreciate it if you screenshotted your from your podcast um, uh, app and then shared that and so that more people can listen and then I can sort of share the knowledge that I've gained. If you haven't found me on social media, I'm on Instagram and Facebook at Dr. Gillian Tabor Physio. And uh, yeah, I thank you for listening and look forward to my next podcast.